1: Listeners, and welcome to Ohio Mysteries. This is our 10-minute mystery edition, a little slice of intrigue in the middle of your week. I'm your co-host Steve Yoder, and with me is our storyteller and journalist,
0: Paula Schleiss. Hi everybody. Okay, I've got a mystery for you tonight that is truly confounding. Okay, yeah, all of our mysteries are confounding. But this one is so unique and that it's very clear to me that some very sober intelligent, respectable people were witnessing something they couldn't explain, while at the same time, jokesters were muddying the story by reporting some really ridiculous encounters to discredit them. I'm talking about the mystery airships of 1896-1897. It was a nearly year-long event where thousands of people across the country reported the movement of one or more airships from the West Coast to the East, including a month-long visit to the towns and villages of 19th century Ohio. Here's what made that a strange concept. Airships hadn't been invented yet. Oh, people had hot air balloons, but it will be another seven years before Ohio brothers Wilbur and Orville Wright make their 59 second flight in their primitive plane at Kitty Hawk, North Carolina, which is considered to be the first mechanical flying device capable of carrying a human. So you can only imagine what a complete and utter surprise it would be to look at the sky in 1896 and see a controllable flying machine sailing over your house. Now, before I go on, I want to clarify, I'm not treating this like a UFO story. Yes, it was a flying object, and yes, it was never identified, and yes, decades later, UFO fans would try to read these sightings as UFO encounters, but really, the folks who were seriously sharing what they saw back then were not talking about aliens. They genuinely believed some eccentric genius had invented a flying machine that he just wasn't ready to take credit for, and that one or more of these machines were journeying across the country a trip that ended up generating more than 1,500 newspaper headlines. Ohio was a focal point for these sightings in the spring of 1897, but we're going to start our story earlier than that. We're going back to the beginning, November 17, 1896. It's a few days before Thanksgiving. And folks living in the city of Sacramento, California, see some strange lights moving in the sky, a good 1,000 feet up. It wasn't immediately obvious what the light was, until some people who had telescopes pulled them out and reported that the lights were attached to a flying machine. The Sacramento Bee and the San Francisco Call reported the event, and pretty quickly Newspapers started calling the object an airship, a word we use today to describe things like zeppelins and blimps, but those things did not exist back then. That day in Sacramento, residents said they watched the thing from 6 to 7 p.m., after which the airship lazily drifted out of town. Now, from the start, it was hard to tell who was being genuine, and who was just making up something in order to jump on the bandwagon. One witness, a man named R.L. Lowry, said the airship descended low enough at one point that he heard a voice from the craft issuing commands to increase elevation in order to avoid hitting a church steeple. But then he also added that it looked like the craft was being driven by two men exerting themselves on bike pedals. Others said when the airship passed overhead, it made a noise like distant singing. And I have to mention this here, because that's going to become an important detail when we get to Ohio. Over the next few days, the mystery object will reappear over Folsom, San Francisco, Oakland, Modesto, and other cities, all the way up the coast to Washington State. Some of these people had pretty dependable, reputable titles. Deputy sheriffs, town mayors, a doctor here, a district attorney there. In some cases, witnesses said they could see occupants on or in the airships. Others said they could see a gondola of some sort hanging beneath a large balloon presumably a passenger compartment. These sightings went on for several months, and then by the spring of 1897, it appeared the object was on the move. Hundreds of reports started coming in from Texas, Nevada, and Colorado, and then Kansas, Oklahoma, and Wisconsin, and then Illinois, Michigan, and Indiana. Again, some reports were simple, non-sensational descriptions. Something in the sky, flying with lights attached. But mixed in were those other reports that, to me, sounded like people who thought there was some year-long April Fool's Day celebration going on and they wanted to be a part of it. One paper reported the story of a man from Arkansas, unnamed but identified as a former state senator who said the airship pilot yelled down to him that the craft was bound for Cuba to use its Hotchkiss gun to kill Spaniards. Another report from Texas, three men reported an encounter with an airship and five peculiarly dressed men who asserted that they were descendants of the Lost Tribes of Israel. And yet another story carried by the St. Louis Post-Dispatch A man named W.H. Hopkins encountered a grounded airship outside Springfield, Missouri that was crewed by a beautiful naked woman and a naked bearded man. Well, joke or not, the wave of sightings continued and in April of 1897, they arrived in Ohio. At first, it started in communities close to the Indiana border. On April fourteen. Residents in Kenton and Dunkirk to the northwest in Hardin County spotted it around 7 in the evening. Witnesses included the Dunkirk town marshal and a number of men working at a railroad tower who said the object appeared 200 feet above them and that it looked like a wagon bed with wings on both sides. They said they saw a propeller, bright lamps, and that it was large enough to hold a dozen men. The next day, a little further south in the Highland County community of Hillsboro and in Bluffton, which straddles Allen and Hancock counties, citizens were reporting it over their homes and farms late at night, describing the red lights that moved with the object as it blocked out the stars. On April 16, the Cincinnati Enquirer interviewed a farmer named James McKenzie who lived near Cass Town. That was a village in Miami County. He swore he had never heard of the airship sightings until he told someone what he had just seen. He was feeding his hogs when he heard a strange noise and looked up to see a mechanical object with wings propelling itself through the air. He was dumbstruck. He said the noise sounded to him like a distant sound of music which, as I told you to remember, was a description that people in Sacramento had used. Then, later that same day, the airship seemed to have reached Akron, which is only fitting because one day Goodyear will build airships in Akron, but that's three decades in the future. On April 16, airships were still just an idea, except for the airship that was hovering over North Hill two local newspapers wrote about it. The beacon mocked the witnesses, explaining that the airship they saw in the evening sky must have been fueled by liquor. Here's a quote from the paper. The effects of North Howard Street whiskey are said to have exerted such a powerful influence on a number of residents of North Hill the other night that they were able to see the ship plainly in the heavens. But another local paper, the Akron Times Democrat, took the witnesses more seriously. They interviewed a North Hill woman named Elizabeth Kite. She was a 21 year old wife of an iron worker who said she was with several others standing outside the neighborhood grocery store at 7 p.m. on that Friday night when she and others, including the grocer, saw the lights moving. She said they knew they weren't stars. Because they were beneath the obvious clouds in the sky. Now, here's some of the reports that came from Ohio communities. On April 17, the Sandusky Register and the Cleveland Plain Dealer said a dozen people, including the mayor's clerk, watched the objects sail over Sandusky. The witnesses said they'd even be willing to sign an affidavit under oath in order to make people take them seriously. On April 23rd, a man in Illyria named E.H. Hinman joined the growing list of converts. This one was impressive because Hinman was a Lorain County judge. He told reporters it was about 2 o'clock in the morning, and he woke to feed the couple's new baby when he looked out the window and saw an object in the sky that looked like a Pittsburgh stogie. He said he tried to wake his wife to see it, But by the time he got her out of bed, it was gone. Meanwhile, the Marion Daily Star shared the story of H.R. Bollinger. He was the superintendent of a local company called the Bicycle Works, and he was an amateur astronomer. Bollinger said he had hauled his telescope to the backyard to get a look at Jupiter that night when his lens focused in on a cigar-shaped object with lights attached puttering through the sky. The same event was also reported that night by John Reed, a local railway watchman. On April 18, a Columbus newspaper reported on a choir in Logan, Ohio, that was startled by a flash of light and looked up to see an object that looked like a large boat. A doctor in Cutler, Ohio, also compared what he saw to a boat and an Athens newspaper said the airship was spotted there as well. On April 29, from the Cleveland leader, it said several Clevelanders were watching the airship for more than 20 minutes on a night sky that was as clear as it could be. And this report was a little better than most because the reporter himself was among them. He said watching the bar of light cross the sky made it easy to understand why people expressed such amazement as he himself couldn't explain what it was. There was another incident that happened on May 5. A traveling salesman from Nashville named I.M. Woodline, he stood on Seneca Street in Cleveland and witnessed the outline of a ship that sailed smoothly, then pitched aggressively, leaving no doubt as to whether it was a balloon or not. Two others, including the owner of hotel, reported seeing the same object. There was one quite serious story with a very unfortunate ending, and it related the tale of Emily Woodruff of Findlay, Ohio, who came from a respectable family in that town, but apparently had a mental breakdown. She went to a neighbor in the midst of all these sightings and insisted he build her an airship. Then she would stand on the street at night, trying to get the attention of passers-by. She would point to a distant star and say, Look, there's my airship. My neighbor is out testing it for me. The story said she was later taken to the Toledo Insane Asylum for treatment. But then there was the outright silly. A report in Ashland claimed the airship came down and took five tons of coal from a train yard. Uh, There was a Cincinnati paper said a reporter talked to the crew of the airship and learned how they were being powered by a perpetual motion machine. And in Akron, there was another story of an unidentified local man who said the airships took on the shape of a sea serpent if you looked at them through the bottle of a beer glass. I kind of understand the problem journalists were having covering this year-long national event On one hand, I'm surprised at how skeptical many of them became. After all, this was an era of yellow journalism, and I have had no problem finding newspapers eagerly reporting as fact other stories who have written about. That worms rained from the sky. That a monster attempted to eat children in a southern Ohio community. That a prisoner in Columbus was actually a vampire. But then again, If someone calls your newsroom to tell you about the naked crew of an airship that landed to talk to you, well, you're only going to shake your head. It does appear that there was enough genuine consideration that the airship belonged to some inventor, that Ohio native Thomas Edison even had to come out and offer a strongly worded statement denying that the ship was his. And he went as far as calling such technology fake and unavailable. Now, there is one event that happened that may have come closest to proving that an airship existed. It was a story reported in Columbus from April 24. At 7 p.m. that night, a man on the east end of Columbus, a Steve W. BB, was sitting on the porch swing of his farmhouse with his daughter Linda. They were talking about her schoolwork. And Linda's eye caught an object moving through the sky. Well, Mr. Beebe reportedly said, I'll be darned. That must be one of the new airships they're talking about. And then suddenly it fell from the sky. It crashed into their barn and the whole barn caught fire. The fire department responded and heard from other residents who said they had also seen the thing fall from the sky. The crazy frustrating thing about this, though, is that this newspaper report gave no indication as to whether the firefighters recovered any physical evidence. Now, there is a ton of research on these sightings on the Internet. Books have been written about this. Documentaries have explored it. Modern day researchers have also learned more about technology that would have been available in that day. And they say there were mechanical engines that could have gotten the job done. There was even an example of a man who had demonstrated a sort of primitive airship to President Abraham Lincoln. Though it was more like a large balloon with no real way of controlling the direction, which made it useless. But in the end, it's not out of the realm that someone had made a mechanical controllable, dirigible, and had fun flying it across the country while making headlines. Now, I want to give a lot of credit for my research here to Jim at Forgotten News Podcast. He did an episode on this a few years ago, and he focused a lot on the Ohio sightings. It seems to me he must have read every sighting that was reported, and he even hunted down evidence of Steve Beebe, the guy whose barn burned down to confirm that he was a real person. So, be sure to look to find Forgotten News podcast on your app and subscribe. He's got lots more there to listen to on this and many other great topics. Steve, what are your thoughts on this one?
1: The Beacon Journal that North Howard Liquor. <laughs> this would go this would go on to form the Alcoholics Anonymous in Akron, right?
0: Well, that's where Alcoholics Anonymous <laughs> was founded.
1: There were people seeing airships in the sky. We had a form something in the something.
0: sky. You know what? You know how I feel about UFOs. You know, I love the stories, but I don't take them for granted. You know, I, I'm not like, oh, yeah, that was a UFO. But this I, there was an airship. There was at least one and right. it was flying. I mean, I have no doubt. That somebody had something and they were flying it all over the country for a whole year. <laughs> I don't know how they didn't get caught. I didn't know how they why they wouldn't have come forward. But to me personally, this was there was something going on
1: there. Yeah. Just it's amazing. That that is such a great story. Good find. Good find. All right. Well, that's it for our midweek ten minute mystery. We'll see you here Sunday for our next regular full sized Ohio mystery episode. In the meantime, enjoy the rest of your week and may all of your mysteries have happy endings.
0: With everything you have on your plate,